0: Whatever it is you're going through, House of Self are here to support you on your healing journey. What you do for yourself matters. From ginger hot shots to cold-pressed juices, Medusa has you covered. You're tuned in to the Lao Creative Podcasts, hosted by Lee and Wizzo.
1: Started the Instagram page in January 2020. Your first post of a recipe had 45 likes. 15 months, 415 posts, and 163,000 followers later, your videos are getting an average of about 50,000 views. Your reels are getting in excess of 100,000 views ago. Now you're coming off the back of another successful pop up event with the wonderfully named Willy Cheese Steak, with Next Door <laughs> Records. What yeah. on earth has it been like for you over the last year or so? Uh,
2: fun, fun, and a bit weird, um, but mostly quite fun because, obviously, you know, with with the furlough thing when I was at Nomad, um, I was kind of like told, like you can't do any work because that's how the furlough scheme works. You can't do anything to help. Um so I was kind of like, okay, I've got myself a job and I've been at this job for a year and I've come into work every day and I've got a routine and I feel like if I didn't have that it might have been a bit of an issue. Uh you know, I might have just gotten bored or just I don't know, just been doing stupid shit that didn't really just didn't really get me anywhere. Um and then so I just thought, okay, I'll try and make a little video, and then I made the one, and then I made a couple more. And then no, I was never really, I was never like making them to, to like go anywhere with it. I was just making them, and then when Mob hit me up like after I think I'd posted about ten, they're like, "Can we share you?" And then I was like, "Yes, I'll make a video for you." And then they shared it, and then I gained like four thousand followers in a day just because they'd like shared one of my videos. And yeah, literally from from that moment forward, it's just been pretty pretty mad. Mm. Um, and then obviously there was that period where uh, lockdown sort of eased, and I came back to work at the office. And um, and yeah, and, it, and I remember having a conversation with you actually, basically just saying like, you know, I don't know what the where the balance is going to be because I was starting to get like a lot of brand interest and things like that. And then yeah, it was just kind of like either go for it or or don't go for it. But you're probably not going to get the chance to go for it again. Um, and so I thought, all right, I'll go for it. And then now, yeah, now it's now it's what I do all the time. Right. Um, it's a yeah, h- huge leap to make, isn't it? Yeah, it was a little bit. I think I think I was quite. I'd like to think that I was quite sensible about making the decision to quit my job and like pursue this because i think i i left it to a point where it wasn't like it wasn't too early or too late it was just like the right time you know i wasn't like trying i didn't because i think if i'd have tried if i'd stayed in full-time employment and i tried to balance the two things knowing that i had more of a sort of passion for doing the cooking and the, the funny shit you know i think it probably would have started to affect you know how i was what I was able to do for where for nomads you know um and so I think that I was quite cautious of, cautious of that so I just waited until it was like okay is this the right time and then I was just like you know what it, yeah it has to be so
0: you mentioned the um the funny shit obviously you've got a, an alter ego haven't you you've got that sort of
2: online personality yes. would you
0: say what would you call it <laughs>
2: I don't know. It's a bit weird because it's kind of like some people do look at it as like two separate things. It's really not that Mm. different to how I normally am. I don't think, you know, it's just like a bit of a silly voice, but it's not that different to how I actually speak. So, you know, and then people will always, I I mean, the amount of fucking times I've had to say, like people will always be like, Oh, you sound like Matt Berry (laughs) or like, Oh, you sound like, you sound like Brian Butterfield. It's like, okay i I can do impressions of both of those people and my voice that i do doesn't sound anything like they're actually it's just like certain little things but like you know the first videos i did was just completely ripping off brian butterfield doing that doing that voice and then as soon as i was having a chat with my brother as soon as i realized that people were like actually starting to like fuck with the videos in a big way i was like hmm i should probably try and make this a little bit more original so I made it a, a real effort to Steer do that. away from that yeah yeah and then people still say it so do you know what I've realized you can't really win the internet when it comes to you know you sound such like, a mass um,
1: you sound like Ross in friends when uh, he <laughs> develops a British accent and then tries to fade it out
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um yeah I mean it's just it's not I don't really th- see it as like an alter ego kind of thing I think it's just like it's all just kind of like an extension yeah. of, of mm. what I find funny and you know how I am sometimes most yeah. of the time why cooking uh, where's it come I, from I, again, so on, on, like on your
1: page on your Instagram page it says you were junior was it runner-up of MasterChef is that right <laughs> yeah is yes. that bullshit oh. yeah that's
2: total bullshit. <laughs> total bullshit. Total we'll, we'll count yeah, all the questions I,
0: about masterchef then
2: <laughs> well i mean the thing yeah it was like 1997 junior masterchef runner-up when i would have been one year old <laughs> um and i think that was also before masterchef was a thing like greg wallace was just a greengrocer then um and yeah basically i just thought that, that would be funny so I put that in there and then obviously, I, I've had messages from people that were on Junior Master Shepping. like, oh, what did you think of John Turow? <laughs> so I, I don't bloody know. And then weirdly, actually, I did get a message from Greg Wallace did the other you? day. Oh, really? Yeah, because I shared a meme that was like a picture of him back before he lost a load of weight, um, like a book signing and it was like, uh, the caption thing was like the Dalai Lama, the spiritual leader of Tibet, signing, signing a, a peace, peace treaty or something like that. Anyway, I posted it up on my story. I like, just cause I thought it was jokes. Like Greg Wallace is basically just a big meme, isn't he? Like it's Massive. funny. Anyway, I posted that up, and he doesn't even follow me, so someone must have sent it to him. And then, yeah, woke up in the morning and had a message from Greg Wallace, just like like that <laughs> stamp of approval. <laughs> And that was it. That was it. I was just like, thanks, Greg. Hope you're well. Like, what do you say to Greg Wallace when he's just, you know, he post a fucking meme that's kind of taking the piss a bit and like that, you know? Colab. Okay, maybe.
1: I, I was going to ask you, uh, what's what's the overall dream and the long term goal? But now that you've got like that from Greg Wallace, I, I guess there's not much further you can go.
2: It's not, not going to get any better Completed than that, it. man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've got I've sort of, I've, yeah. I mean, that's better than any runner-up on MasterChef, you know. Very true. A personal message, Greg Wallace, sliding into my DMs. Yeah.
0: Hello, well, Greg. He slid in there.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, no, he, he he did. This is innuendo. Him and his buttery um, biscuit base. Him and his buttery biscuit, bald head.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, what is the overall dream? And yeah, the long-term goal. Where do you see this going? I guess I would like
2: to be doing some sort of TV.
1: Okay. Um,
2: so yeah, I think that's really that's really the end goal. I've been trying to, I've been having multiple conversations with publishers about putting a book out, and um, there seems to be this. I think publishers. Are, I I don't know. I've not. know i have not i You know, it's not something I thought I'd ever have to really deal with, but. I think they have an idea of what they'd like my book to be. And I have an idea of what I'd like my book to be and perhaps not the same idea. Um, So there's been a lot of back and forth about, you know, what's the unique selling point? What will get someone who uh, isn't aware of who I am to buy the book? Um, And I think, you know, for me, the thing I feel like the thing that sets me apart from some people who do a similar sort of thing to what I do on Instagram or TikTok or whatever that is, it's kind of like this, this totally stress-free approach to cooking. You know, it's just like, get on with it. Don't, you know, here's a recipe. If you want it, you don't have to use a recipe, you know, just put this in, do that, whatever, but it's not really like you need to put in this amount of this or this amount of that. So I really just thought the whole, you know, the main USP would be, these are recipes not stress recipes you know like that that line i just mm. thought that would be the thing and then you know that they've got other ideas so it's just a bit i don't know it's just a bit annoying like i'm not gonna i don't i'm not i don't want to change what you know my idea of what i think makes what no, i do different not. you know just it's just not I just, it's not how i really want to do it so what i might try and do is get bigger and bigger and bigger in my own way doing my own thing and then get to a point where it's like OK, well, should we do a book? Here's our idea. And I'll say, well, here's my idea. That's what we'll do. And they'll have to say, oh, yes, OK, we will do that because you've got 500,000 followers now. Yeah, yeah, you you know what I mean? It's a
1: bit of weight behind you.
0: Yeah,
2: exactly. exactly.
1: And
0: um, Obviously, you, you, you obviously do the TikTok. Oh, you don't do the TikTok. You do the Instagram and the reels. But, um, you know, the recipes are on your website. Was that that launched not that long ago, right?
2: Yeah. So, uh, I think that launched in January. So yeah, not too long ago, but, um, so yeah, I was working with, with, um, a branding team called Duca, and they're just like four guys that lived together at uni, set up this branding agency. And they were like, can we design your what Willie brand kind of thing? And we had a few sessions and obviously came up with this like colorful sort of, um, it's called the play grid, but I suppose it's slightly like the face of a Rubik's yeah, cube yeah, that's almost. I look at it. Yeah. Um, I really like that. Yeah, big time. Yeah, and they're they're you know they're really really nice guys, really talented guys, and they helped me do that. And then they also built my website for me, and the website was kind of like, you know, all I need is a place to host my recipes, and then the rest of it is just, you know silliness really you
1: know what what, like your meet the team page yeah yeah exactly
2: (laughs) it's kind of like you know when you like when you if you're like looking for a flat which i am at the moment i keep coming stumbling across really like shit estate agents oh
0: there's lots uh, of them
2: what websites and they've all got a meet the team thing and it's like and it's always a like a per like a fucking bloke in a suit like that and it's a a chief fucking i'm going to show you around the house guy and and, and there's a bit about them and it's like, well, okay, that's, that's funny that you're trying to be serious, but that's mm-hmm. funny yeah. because of how stupid that is. Um, even though it's, you know, like it just have, this is this person, this is what they do. You don't need like a fucking, what, where's your ideal holiday? Like, no one really, <laughs> no one really cares, do they? Um, but yeah, no, that's that was the fun bit. And then the um, there's also the like little future Telling thing, yes, which was which I yeah, which I'm quite a big fan of.
1: I clicked that and I can't actually remember what I got, but I I was I was satisfied with the response.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's good to hear. I'm glad. Positive feedback, right? Yeah, nice.
1: Well, you've done a lot of work in in the space of a short. Uh, you know, a short space of time, sorry, you've um, done a lot of different collaborations with some, you know, some big brands and then some maybe lesser known brands that actually are doing big things. If you had to say your number one, like your favourite collab for whatever reason, who would it be and why? That of the ones that I have done? Yes.
2: Um, Um... I don't know. It's it's different because obviously like I'm navigating this now in a way that it's like, this is my job. So it's not, and I've only just got like management sorted. Um, and so I, up till literally like the last two weeks, all of the back and forth, all of the negotiations and stuff. I've had a little bit of advice from Ben that runs Mob Kitchen um, on, you know, what I should be charging and all this stuff. But obviously quitting, nomad and being like this is my job now I had to be like okay I'm I'm bringing in this much and whatever and so certain people to work with are a lot easier because they won't try and change what I'm doing um and my I mean that's why I love doing all the stuff that I've done with like Morrisons Mm -hmm. because they're like okay um you know just just just, creative
1: freedom it, basically
2: yeah total creative freedom exactly and you know it's using Morrison's produce and and I and suppose it's also one of those one of the main things is just showing that you can make this with food from here yeah. or wherever um so yeah Morrison's have always you know I, I mean it might not sound like the most exciting brand but I like working with them because I like the fact that they they know what I'm about they get it yeah, and they've sure. not tried to change it and there have been a there have been a couple of um brands obviously not going to name the names of the ones that i've worked with luckily there's there's a there's a few of them now so you know but whether where, where there's um where there's where it's not really been you know it's not been as fluid yeah. if you if you will it must be
1: so frustrating though because obviously it, it, it sounds like exactly the same situation as you know the book kind of thing that you you've built up this this brand um, that, as you said, is is pretty much you with a you know a little uh, maybe exaggeration here and there and 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 whatnot, an extension of yourself. Um, and then you basically get people come along and go, "Oh, we'd love to work with you." However, we want you to do it differently to yeah. what you do. What's no, that's exactly that? it.
2: It's it's really it's really really bizarre because you know I suppose the beginning of this year it's the first time in my life I've ever had to hear the word financial quarter. (laughs) And so like people, the word, two words, but so I I realized from having conversations with people that know more about these sort of things now that a lot of the work that I had between sort of January and March was companies that possibly were using up budget.
0: Okay. yeah, Yeah. You know,
2: so, um, so, and, and everything's done through agencies. So a lot of the time it's not actually the company contacting me directly, it's the agency. Nevertheless, you'd think that the agency had seen what I'm doing and like, and know, know what I'm about kind of thing. And I suppose, you know, they don't, and a lot of the time they don't try and change things too much, but it's like, for me, the ideal would be to just work with a brand directly, mm. make sure that they're happy, make sure that I'm happy and not have this situation where it's like, a, there's like someone in, in the middle kind of thing. And I think, you know, that as long as things are going to be coming in a lot, like very clearly, like having this management situation now is, is going to be really useful. Um, yeah, for sure. Cause I, I guess they will can weed really out all that clean.
1: crap. And have to deal yeah. with that. But I guess it's just a yeah. new way of doing things, isn't it? Because I guess once upon a time uh, you'd have a chef cook, however, you would describe yourself, um, and the you know the agency, as you said, might think, "Oh, we've got this really great idea. Let's get so and so to cook it up." And but but that's not what you are necessarily. There's, there's yeah. a bigger package to the whole thing, um, and mm. yeah, I guess that's the, that's the difficult part mm. when you've got these creative agencies that I guess they're employed to be creative yeah. and so on and so forth. But if they're yeah, pulling yeah. in someone who is creative, there's you know, I guess you've got to meet. Yeah, I mean, way. I
2: suppose that's really the thing. Like, you kind of, uh, that. yeah, that's kind of it. Like, my, the stuff that I put out on my platform is got to be, it has to be something that I'm happy with posting, you know, like everything that I'm doing already is like, I don't know, a bit tongue-in-cheek, whatever. And if I'm going to do branded content, it's got to be fitting with the stuff that I'm normally putting out because, you know, just in terms of tone, because that's that's what the the page is about like it would be so bizarre if a company like teeth whitening products came to me and were like oh can you do that i'd be like okay well here's what i do and here's the tone of what i can do for you and it will probably be taking the piss massively but i'll do it if i can do it in my way because what because what i'm putting out i like to think sort of, it's not just food. Like it is it is this kind of like, here's my sense of humor and there's what I'm putting out. There's other things, um, but you know, so it doesn't have to be all food related, but like it has to be the right tone. Mm. Otherwise it's just, it just seems really stupid. Like, you know, why would you, why would, yeah. I'm not just gonna turn and buy this, that's it, you know.
1: Is, is there a brand out there uh, in any type of industry that you would completely just sell out for? Because that's ultimately, it, 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 you don't want to sell out mm. on who you are and what you, I guess, yeah. believe in. Maybe that sounds a bit strong, but is there a brand that you would be like, do you know what?
0: <laughs> Scrap what I said and I'm just going to go for it. <laughs> this is the big time.
2: Do you know what? I suppose it's... It's MasterChef.
0: Yeah. Greg Wallace, collab MasterChef. I
2: don't know. I can't think of like one specific brand off the top of my head, but I think a lot of the time, you know, it depends on, it just depends on what, what, People want like, at first I was, you know, when I started doing it, I was kind of like, this is so exciting. I've got to say yes to everything because, yeah. you know, this is great. And then it's like, well, you know, I'm getting, I'm getting stuff in now, and it's like, well, no, like that doesn't, that doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. So I'm just not, it's not, it's not going to happen. But I suppose, you know, there are like massive, but like, you know, I don't know. If, if Netflix were like, here's a TV show, but you have to do this. Yeah. yeah. Pro- I probably wouldn't do it actually. Cause I just, as it, I don't know. I don't really know how, how selly out one can, one can get when they're doing something that actually on the whole is, is what just kind of like what they want to be, want to be doing, be yeah, doing. but absolutely. I suppose, yeah. But falling in line with something that's totally from a creative perspective what someone else wants but they're using me for the platform that I have then I think on the whole it would just be like oh well no that no that doesn't have to happen I don't want to do that yeah no fair enough um so Saying that, though, if you do catch me shifting like Huggies, nappies. We know he's done it. He's done it. Couple of years time. Yeah, then you'll know when I've sold out. But like, you do? might not be able to look into the
0: future, but I have clicked the um What Willie Wonders. And apparently I will inherit a magical hat from a distant relative who may be a cat. This will lead to hijinks. So you've told yeah. me my future already there. Um, in the meantime, yeah. you came up with that, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, it's just got
1: you written all over it. Well,
2: it's the cat in the hat, yep. isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was, that was that was fun doing that because it was like, they were like, oh, we need stuff to fill out that bit on the website. Can you just write that's down like random shit? Just write down some ra- loads of random And I was like, yeah, all right, fucking here's 400 <laughs> things. Yeah. Here's my notes <laughs> that's on my that's phone, I take them. <laughs> them <you know. laughs> yeah, I,
1: I actually remember uh, there was a, a few occasions where you decided to write things, uh, you know, either positive messages or um, what's affirmations what's I'm looking for riddles riddles, riddles. that's the one uh, in in the office um, and yeah you, you came out with some corkers
2: and some
0: absolute shite
2: oh yeah some utter <laughs> shite you know it's all hit and miss but but it'll always make t- you chuckle always always a little yeah. giggle so,
0: so you did the um the pop up yeah. at the weekend obviously with the steak sandwiches i mean it, it looked like that was a massive yeah. hit um would that, would you say that's your trademark yeah. or what is the the what willie cook's trademark dish uh, what would you say
2: oh fuck uh oh god i don't know about trademark dish um i don't know i suppose i use a lot of black pepper and smoked paprika that's become kind of like yeah. like pepper noir, and yeah, smoky yeah. pap pat yeah people seem to um seem to like that um, but I don't know, I don't really think, I think because I basically, someone's shouting outside <laughs> like. my flat. Sorry. Um, I think cause what I try and do it like most, a lot of the time when I post a video, it will be like something that I've never cooked before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and because it's good, like, because it tastes good. I'm like, oh, okay. Well I can post that. There, ha- there hasn't really been a time where I've like made something and filmed it and then thought, Oh no, I can't put that out there and show people that, you know, that kind of thing. So I guess there's not really, there's not really like a full, a full one, like one signature dish. I suppose it's just all about like trying out loads of, loads of new things all the time. But if I had to say like my favorite dish that I've cooked, that people, uh, copy probably the first, when I did my first like guest mob episode, um, and I did like a crispy chicken fajita heater linguine. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I got back. Cause I think that all the, uh, I think. I reckon like all the best food comes from like you want something, and then you just like and, and because of all the things that you want, you like marry the things together and like that's always where the best is going. If you've got a real like craving, you know it's going to be good usually. If you know, so I was like, well, I want fried chicken, I want pasta, and I want fajitas. Bang it all so, together. <laughs> so yeah, like how can that? How can that work? And then I was like, well, like well, just do fajita seasoning and peppers stirred through pasta with like a bit of a creamy sauce and then plonk on like a piece of fried chicken that's got the spices yeah. from fajitas in the flour mix. And that was that like that. I haven't made that in ages. I need to make it again. But like that one is the one that I'll, I'll have people like, even now, like I don't know how I even come across it, whether it's like on the mob website or whatever, but like people will just message me and be like, Oh, I just made your crispy chicken fajita linguine. It was amazing. And I was like, well, wow thanks. That's, that's great to hear. Like people are still like making that. So that's probably what I'm like most yeah. proud of. But again, I've only, ma- I've only made it twice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> how
0: many of the creations are, are done on hangovers? Uh,
2: Probably a fair few of them. When you're craving
0: um, that real sustenance, yeah. that real hearty. Actually, what well, do you know what?
2: I'll tell you what's it's bad because um, like, yeah, now I, um, now I sort of, I cook in the week and I treat it like a job. And then at the weekends, I'm getting pretty bad for getting takeaways, like when I'm hungover and I should just cook something, but it's like, I might just have a big Chinese takeaway or like, Oh, just a fucking 20 inch pizza. Um, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting a bit rubbish with that. But I suppose like that, I, I think like the ultimate might for me, like the ultimate hangover food is like some form of hot dog okay so like my brother i've got a half brother and he will have like every saturday religiously he'll make himself like we call them a posh hot dog because it's like a hot dog in itself is you know it's just bread and the sausage but like when you start when you start fucking with it and you and you Mm -hmm. sort of you know start adding some like fried mushrooms or some sticky onions and like some cheese and whatever like when you just all that and then it can become like something else so like the posh hot dog with a really good sausage as well like there's a ginger pig butchers near me and they're they're stupidly over expensive but it is really really good quality meat so like if i fancy a, a treat when i'm hungover, it will be like one of their big garlic Toulouse sausages and then i'll get like a bit of baguette and i'll do like shit American cheese in there and then <laughs> with like some like caramelized onions and mushrooms and it's just always, always the best when you are over. And I have done videos for that. I can, but, I can, uh, I yeah. can hear the
0: listeners salivating just listening to you describe that. Yeah, I should have eaten dinner before this.
2: I've just had dinner, and I've got a wet mouth from talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you
1: ever just have a night off? Like, obviously, you mentioned takeaway, but like in terms of cooking, do you ever think, yeah. right? I am going to cook something, and just think, oh, I really can't be asked. Uh, I am just going to make mm. X.
2: Do you know,
1: uh, or do you just not have it in you to make a beans on toast?
2: I I I don't like beans, but so I don't do beans on toast ever. But like I do sometimes, just do like, like the other night I had um, I had some there was some leftover soup that Tegan, my girlfriend had, and it was in the fridge, like chicken soup, and I had like, some you know Costello, that blue cheese. Yeah mob have been doing some stuff with them and they had loads left over at the office. So i had done the podcast and I was like, right. Oh, we did the, yeah, we did the podcast on a Tuesday last week instead of a Friday for some, cause I had the pop up on the Friday. So I was like, Oh, can I take some of this? And they were like, yeah, all right. So I took like three, three boxes fridge. of like sliced. <laughs> so I literally took like so much cheese back with it and I got back and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have cheese on toast, but it was like, it's never just cheese on toast. Like, I, I can't do that. I can never just have something like really simple. So I was like, okay, so I'll toast it up a little bit, spread mango chutney on it, then put blue cheese on the top, then under the grill, the blue cheese all melted and then had that with the soup. So like that, yeah, it's always got to be like, I've got to do something mm-hmm. to make it, to make it a bit, and it turns out putting fucking mango chutney underneath really, really strong sort of blue cheese. That's really salty it's great there, definitely
0: it's always yeah, a,
2: you know, it's a nice thing it's a really sweet and tasty salty so. kind of
0: combo yeah
2: mm. yeah it was good it was real nice I'm obviously for dinner um, uh what,
1: tonight is one of those nights where it's just nothing's been done and it's going to be a last minute job we raid the fridge um i do believe i've got a, a stuffed crust pepperoni pizza just sitting waiting to be chucked in another oven i think that's probably going yeah. to be the go-to tonight that's, i mean you, sometimes you got
2: to you got to yeah those i actually did that the other day I, you know i put fucking mango chutney on one of them as well <laughs> <laughs> i had one of, of those, theme, those um yeah. no it is so i made um i made i did like a roast chicken recipe like pizza pocket roast chicken mm-hmm. recipe thing the other day and i put like i made like this sort of indian inspired spice mix so like mustard seeds coriander seeds cumin seeds and then black peppercorns toasted it all and like ground it up covered the chicken so I roasted that. i had loads of that chicken left over and and i'd like pulled it off so it was all just the meat and then i got one of those really shit chicago town um yeah they're, they're shit but they're they correct burn your mouth you know what I mean? like, belters. which, which one do, though which which chicago was, town so, are we talking so we got we i think we got a I think actually, I think in Sainsbury's they only had the cheese ones, like the triple cheese ones, yeah. the real cheesy, real cheesy boys. So I was like, okay, we'll take that back, and then we put mango chutney on it and some of this leftover like Indian spiced chicken. And It was mental. Nice. It was so good. Like it took a, it took what was already going to be probably quite nice shit, but mm. probably quite nice to like. <laughs> my pizza it was great you mentioned
0: um pitter pockets you know what i discovered today if you haven't already tried them is warburton's pitter pockets they were they i think they're brand new perfectly sized like a good wedge of pitter. they're already sliced and everything just sits in there and doesn't break apart and you can actually eat your whole yeah so i made a falafel and halloumi wrap for lunch and it was yeah that sounds fire
2: the dream yeah yeah no that's actually it's funny you should say that about pitter bread because I'm the kind of twat that will look at that and be like, "Oh, well, that takes the challenge out of it." But I'm also the kind of twat that can never open a pitta bread yeah. properly. So, yeah. so I'm difficult. not only the target audience <laughs> for that product, but also one of the only people that's going to turn around and go, "I'm not. I'm not going to have that. I want the dangerous pitta breads." And I'm gonna try and cut them open, even though I know that my ability for doing so is very bad. Yeah. <laughs> um so, but yeah, no, that maybe I'll maybe I'll give them yeah, a quick g- give them test a test run. drive and see what you think. Yeah, yeah, I will. I will.
1: Alright, listen, before we hop into the quick fire round, I've got a couple of celebrity related questions for you. First okay. and foremost, have you cooked for anyone famous yet? Under any circumstance?
2: Um uh, uh, well, yeah, I guess so. Like at the, uh, who came to the pop-up, um, which, so we had, uh, bicep. Ooh, wow. the, one of, one of the guys in bicep came to, came to the first pop-up. Um, we've had Tom Brown. He's a pretty famous Michelin star yeah. chef. Uh, Amazing. he came to the, he came to the duck and fries pop-up. I love him. Actually, he's a really, really nice guy. I get on quite well with him. I only met him the ones, but we chat a little bit and he was going to come to the pop-up on the weekend, but instead decided to do his own pop-up. Uh, so I'm really, really cross you with You sent him. him a really angry um, DM or something. Yeah, I said, oh, you bastard. <laughs> uh, no, no, I don't know. He was, just, he was contemplating whether to do his on the Saturday or the Sunday. I think he ended up doing it on the... Well, he did end up doing it on the Saturday. I don't know if he did it on the Sunday as well, but like they've just opened up Cornerstone again. So I think, you know, it's nice to actually, I, I can't imagine how fucking crap. I mean, I'm an Instagram chef. Like, I've never actually been working in a proper kitchen. So to be a proper chef, having just won a Michelin star, then having your kitchen mm-hmm. closed, then being able to open up and give food back to people, yeah. you probably, you know, that's probably what you want to do. Um, But yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I suppose whoever comes through to the pop-up, you know, there's yeah, a few sure. a few people that follow me that are that are quite well known, um, and you know drop a couple a of them.
1: You, you no, I no, I couldn't possibly.
2: I couldn't. possibly. I couldn't possibly. Well, okay, Claudia Winkleman, oh, right. she follows oh. me. So, uh, but she hasn't come to the pop-ups yet. What's she
0: playing at? She's missing out on all this cheesy steak fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, the the first so the first pop-up was duck and fries. I'm gonna. I'm. i I basically. I've befriended this big bearded legend called White Russian on Instagram, um, and he was working at Brat. Still technically is working at Brat, but obviously he's furloughed because it's the indoor one, and that's a place in place in Shoreditch. And he's like, we did our pop up together the first time, and he's just like, his whole thing is like everything needs to be different all the time. You can't do like the same thing, whatever. So I don't know, we've got an idea for a pop-up that we're going to do together. That's going to be like a, a like a banana split, but like the craziest banana split you've ever eaten with like popping candy and like miso caramel oh, wow. and like just smut. no smoke, not miso caramel, sorry, smoked, salted caramel. So basically just salted caramel, but you smoked salt instead. And yeah, we've got like all these, all these fun ideas. Um, and so, yeah, I want everything to be different and mm. yeah, keep keep changing it up a bit um so yeah i don't know what the next one will be but maybe that
0: is there a famous chef that you'd you'd love to review their food you'd be given the chance to to do the greg wallace job
2: i don't really think that any famous chef would give a fuck what (laughs) i had to say about their food to be honest like that's the thing i there's there's so many you know amazing chefs but like really my opinion doesn't matter because it's just like, I'm just some guy making food. Like I, I think a lot of chefs probably look at what I'm doing and think, Oh, what a not and a lot of chefs look at it and think, Oh well, yeah, that's good. What he's doing? But like, I would never want to impose myself go into go into a restaurant and start doing a review thing.
0: Hypothetically speaking.
2: Um, hypothetically speaking. Well, I suppose. Um,
0: I don't know. There's a guy.
2: There's a chef. There's a chef in Birmingham called Brad Carter, who um, he did a, a restaurant kit. Uh, obviously, with like lockdown and stuff, this has become like like meal kits have become a kind of thing, and it was like potato smileys with like a crispy pancake with like a beef cheek and obel shield cheese, and then it's like crazy slaw, and that was really really nice. So I'd really I'd like I'd love to try his food at his mm-hmm. restaurant in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Um, but I probably wouldn't go up to him after, and well, I probably would. I'd He's probably, i probably go, I'd probably go up to him after and say that was really, really nice because it, it probably, be, yeah, probably fucking like, would be. But like, I'm not what gonna if, go what up. What if it wasn't? I, well, yeah, that's exactly it. Like, imagine I go and you know these are these are guys with like 20 years of of experience in professional kitchens, and some fucking wanker <laughs> who's just been picked up by Mob Kitchen turns up at their restaurant for a bite to eat and go, oh, yeah, no, it was really nice, but. I do think that you possibly should have cooked the potato smileys for longer, you know, <laughs> like no one wants to fucking hear that. So, but yeah, no, I mean, obviously there's, there's many, 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 many restaurants that I'd like to eat that I haven't mm. got round to eating at yet, That I will get round to eating to eating at, but I probably won't be telling the chefs unless it's amazing. What, I, what I thought of the food and that would probably be it. That was amazing. One small piece of criticism. that (laughs) must be super (laughs)
0: mega critical, you know.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If I had to pick up...
1: What about the other way around then? What famous chef would you like to review your food for
2: whatever reason? Uh, Oh, mate. Not just any... uh, Nigella. Nigella. Just so she could describe your food. I'd I'd like to cook Nigella a meal. um, And I would like to cook uh Delia Smith a meal um Mary Berry she can get a meal um <laughs> but do you know what I don't I'm not I don't I don't want to cook Gordon Ramsay a meal I'd cook Jamie Oliver a meal yeah um yeah I think Jamie Oliver would would be you think he deserves yeah. a meal like he's he's uh, well, put his shift in know? he's he's it. Uh, he looks hungry he, he's a good guy. I think. I think. I think deep down, apart from ruining school dinners for all children <laughs> that like turkey Twizzlers, you know, I think he. I think he's a good guy, really. So I'd cook him a meal. Uh, and Guy Fieri, Fieri, Fieri. I don't know how to say his name, uh, but Guy Fieri, because he's chokes. And then one more, probably Matty Matheson.
0: You know, what would be a great idea. You and Nigella collabing in one of your videos, doing the voiceovers. I think that could work.
2: Yeah, so I actually am convinced that she doesn't follow me, but I'm convinced that someone that works with her told her that saying things in a weird way was funny. Oh, and Arve. that's when and the Mikroave thing yeah, yeah. came out. It's all too much of a coincidence for me. Yeah. I I reckon she's bloody copied me, that Nigella.
1: I think she would have a lot of fun with your name. Sorry. I think she would have a lot of fun with your name. You know how she's I I'd, I'd hope she would. <laughs>
2: I'd hope she would.
1: All right, what about a non-cooking celeb? So not a chef or anything like that, um, just a, a celebrity from any sort of like industry or anything that you would love to cook for?
2: Steve Coogan. Oh, okay. That'd be good fun. Probably just, Steve Coogan, Matt Berry, Diane Morgan, maybe the one that the lady that plays Philomena Kunk, you know, uh, you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's fucking jokes. Um, James Acaster. I suppose like the thing is, like my two favourite things have always just been comedy and food. So, like, if it's not going to be a chef, it's probably going to be yeah. a comedian. So, no yeah. All right, lovely Jackie stuff. Chan, actually. <laughs> he Jackie Chan. He's not a comedian, but I, I used to watch his cartoons and collect his magazines. So I'd like to cook him a meal. That was a curveball, right at the yeah, end. Yeah. Proper
1: curveball. Didn't see that one no, coming. No,
2: didn't. No. Much, much, much like a lot of the baddies in a film starring Jackie Chan. <laughs> when Jackie Chan comes in, because just, just flies out of nowhere. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh dear. <laughs> Brilliant.
1: Right. We're going to finish things up with a bit of a quick fire round. Uh, Simple questions, you you give us a simple answer. Sound okay? That sounds easy enough. Wizzo, would you like to kick us off?
0: I shall, I shall. Ketchup or mayo? Mayo. Pineapple on pizza or not? No. Most overrated ingredient?
2: Um, Oh, God. Uh... Sacred. No, I love coriander. Parsley? <laughs> I also love parsley, but I actually think it, I actually think it possibly is parsley. There we go. So uh, that's, yeah.
1: Favourite takeaway?
0: Chinese. Favourite restaurant to eat in? Mangal too, in Dalston. Mm-hmm. One meal for the rest of your life?
2: Probably the mushroom dumplings at Mangal too in Dalston.
0: Most important items to keep in the back of the food cupboard
2: at all times: uh, good tin tomatoes, um, good olive oil, and
1: potatoes. What's your favourite kitchen utensil?
2: My knife. Just my, I've got the guy that makes my knives, Alfie, cabin knives, that knife, the big Damascus steel one. Do some damage. <laughs> Pe- good piece of kit. Although I did actually, I know these are meant to be quick fire, but I did just get a microplane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you yeah. know, the, yeah, no, I like that. <laughs>
0: Best continent for food? Uh, Asia. Favourite celebrity chef?
1: Tom
2: Brown, just because I know him. <laughs> Favourite cheese? Uh, cheddar, probably. Staple. I like. Scott It's versatile. True.
1: Oh, it's me, isn't it? Uh, best thing to chuck on a barbecue. <laughs> Wake
2: up. Uh, I'm just thinking um, about cheese. Yeah. Pork belly on the barbecue. Favourite roast? Don't say spit. <laughs> <laughs> um, a beef or lamb, can't decide.
1: And finally, what is your go-to beverage to accompany
2: any meal? Uh, I'm quite into natural wine at the moment, um, but probably a can of Stella still. <laughs> can't go, wrong. can't go wrong. So we natural got a
1: vino or a Stella.
2: So, so
0: yeah. one one end of the spectrum to another yeah <laughs> yeah exactly um, so we've got a few music related ones as well um let's go with yeah. your favorite genre of music
2: um i'm i'm actually i know it sounds like a real cop out but i'm one of those people that just i like such an eclectic mix it's like i've got one playlist that just is songs that i listen to that i like and then that's the playlist that i listen to all the time so i can't really it doesn't pick lean a, pick in any one
0: sort of direction at all I don't really think
2: it does I mean I was like last week I was listening to loads of like pop punk like really shit cheesy Blink 182 Sum 41 and then the week before I was really into Slow Ties new album Mm -hmm. or newest album um I love loads of like really old school hip hop and shit like um Lord Finesse and fucking um Most Deaf people like that but yeah um it's it's ever-changing.
1: Yeah, fair. All right, favourite act of all time? To see live? You can go with that if you like.
2: I've seen the Electric 6 live and it was possibly the best gig I've ever been to in my entire life. Nice. They're incredible. It was fucking hilarious. Where where was that? that, It was at um, the Empire in Shepherds Bush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's jokes because like, like people would be like proper like m- like mushing about and like having a good old push and a shove and like 50% of those people would be like blokes in their late 40s early 50s and then the rest of them would be like 20 year old kids it was just really bizarre and like loads of like ladies as well it was just really a crazy mix of people but it was fucking hilarious um good so yes yeah. then yeah it was great
0: favorite album of all time Um, what's dropping into your mind anything
2: well all that's dropping into my mind is that episode of alan partridge where he goes well, the best of the beatles <laughs> um, but um oh, i don't know uh possibly possibly fire by the electric six actually possibly
1: finally do you ever listen to music when you cook and if so what's the go-to vibe Point Blank FM every time. (laughs) For a massive shout out.
2: Literally, every time Point Blank FM. At the pop up the other day, I was like, we had all these DJs there. And obviously the boys, it's a record shop. Mm -hmm. They were like, they're well into their music. I was like, I'd like Point Blank FM on, in the background (laughs) for at least three hours. And and it was just Point Blank FM, it was great. Was that that on the rider? was it? Yeah, that was on the rider. That and fucking nine bottles of Christoph Linden loud vino. Um, yeah it was good (laughs) and did you get a massive shout out i think we did get a massive shout out but i actually was drunk to a point where my ears weren't working i don't think so i didn't hear it it's
1: a steady level of drunk
2: it was pretty it was it was sort of um seven eight o'clock on a friday night after work at nomad levels of of, of drunk (laughs) you know
1: all right but but worse (laughs) (laughs) uh tell the people where they can find you not physically. Uh,
2: at, uh, yes, no, I won't give away my location. But um, at what Willie cook on Instagram and also on Twitter, if you're that way inclined. Did a great tweet today. <laughs> really think, good one. I
1: don't think I'm following you on Twitter. You should
2: You should have a look. Basically, I was in the park, right? And every time I go to the park, I go for a walk around the park every day. I'll get up in the morning, go for a run, carry on with my day, and then in the afternoon, I tend to go for a bit of a walk. And every single time, there's some fucking idiot doing a workout in jeans. <laughs> what every time, some fucking someone is working out in jeans. Like every time, and I don't understand it, but I live for it. It's so funny that that is the the one constant in my life. We well, you know, talking I, I, skinny
0: jeans, or are we talking some, we're, some sort of bootcut?
2: We're talking literally, I've seen people do it in skinny jeans, I've seen people do it in boot cuts, I've seen people do it, in, well, I've never seen a person do it in a pair of assless chaps, but, you know, that, 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 that there's just people working out in jeans every time in the park, and it's just so weird. Right, we'll uh, cancel
1: our podcast for next week on the benefits of working out in jeans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one's shelved. Please,
2: please, please.
1: All right, Willie, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on yeah, the podcast with us. Um, just like oh, to say it. i don't want to sound at all condescending or like a complete melt but i'm totally proud of what you've done and how you've oh, just uh, you, you, you took a big leap and oh. uh yeah you've absolutely smashed it out of the park and uh, i look forward to seeing what comes next i appreciate that lee thank you very
0: much please subscribe on spotify and google podcasts and also check out Visit houseofself.co.uk for safe and secure online therapy. What you do for yourself matters. Want some delicious and nutritious immune-boosting juices? Check out Medusa on Instagram.